Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Thursday, July 20th, 2023, and this is day 1947 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we thank you so much. Thank you for waking us up to this brand new day that you created just for us. Thank you, Lord, for guarding our hearts and keeping our hearts from being broken and crushed and and just destroyed. I, I thank you for encouraging us and keeping us going. And even through the rough times and even during the times that come out of nowhere that just are so painful, I thank you, Lord, for Uh, restoring our hearts, restoring us and uh, helping us, Father, to do everything that you've called us to do. I thank you, Father, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, my Lord, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's message is don't quit now. No matter what, I was just telling our girls that yesterday while working on their shadow boxes, one of them said, I'm just done. I am. I cannot get this the screw drilled down in here. And she was having challenges with her drill driver and Oh, it's been amazing. But um, she said, okay. And she continued on and she got that hoe drilled in that box. So <laughs> I'll be sharing more about what's going on at T-Zone tomorrow, uh, giving you your Friday update. But today, today's message is, again, don't quit now. We're coming out of Genesis chapter 26, verses 1 through 25. Genesis 26, 1 through 25. And it says, now there was a famine in the land. Besides the previous famine in Abraham's time, and Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerar. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land where I tell you to live. Stay in this land for a while, and I will be with you and will bless you. For to you and your descendants, I will give all these lands and will confirm the oath I swore to your father, Abraham. And guess what? That includes us too. We've been engrafted into the family of God. (laughs) So we get every benefit, everything. We're heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. So he says, I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky And will give them all these lands and through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because Abraham obeyed me and did everything I required of him, keeping my commands, my decrees and my instructions. So Isaac stayed in Gerar. When the men of that place asked him about his wife, he said, she is my sister because he was afraid to say she is my wife. Now, if you didn't know, his father Abraham did the same exact thing. Although Abraham was 
right? She was like his half-sister, but anyway, it was his wife, and uh, he was afraid uh, they would kill her, kill him because of his beautiful wife. So he thought the men of this place might kill me on account of Rebecca because she is beautiful. When Isaac had been there a long time, Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked down from a window and saw Isaac caressing his wife, Rebekah. So Abimelech summoned Isaac and said, she is really your wife. Why did you say she is my sister? Isaac answered him, because I thought I might lose my life on account of her. Then Abimelech said, what is this you have done to us? One of the men might well have slept with your wife and you would have brought guilt upon us. So, you know, it would have been a sin uh, to sleep with someone else's wife. So Abimelech gave orders to all the people. Anyone who harms this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. Isaac planted crops in that land and the same year reaped a hundredfold because the Lord blessed him. I don't know about you. I've had a garden <laughs> and I'm going to start another one. But we had a pretty decent sized garden at our old church. Oh my goodness, to reap a hundredfold. That says a lot because we lost some fold to some rabbits <laughs> and other little critters. So to re reap a hundredfold is awesome. The man became rich and his wealth continued to grow until he became very wealthy. He had so many flocks and herds and servants that the Philistines envied him. Watch out for those haters, people that get jealous of you because of what you've got or who you are or what you're doing. So all the wells that his father's servants had dug in the time of his father Abraham, the Philistines stopped up, filling them with earth. Now that's downright war worthy. I'm, I tell you, I'll tell you more about that in my notes. Then Abimelech said to Isaac, move away from us. You have become too powerful for us. So Isaac moved away from there and encamped in the valley of Gerar, or Gerar uh, where he settled. Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father Abraham, which the Philistines had stopped up after Abraham died, and he gave them the same names his father had given them. So you notice the very same things that Abraham, a lot of them anyway, Abraham experienced as well. Isaac's servants dug in the valley and discovered a well of fresh water there. But the herders of Gerar quarreled with those of Isaac and said, the water is ours. So he named the well Essek because they disputed with him. Then they dug another well, but they quarreled over that one also. So he named it Sitna. He moved on from there and dug another well, and no one quarreled over it. He named it Rehoboth, saying, Now the Lord has given us room and will flourish and we will flourish in the land. From there, he went up to Beersheba. That night, the Lord appeared to him and said, I love it. Don't you love it when you have uh, your encounters with the Lord? God appeared to him, and here's what he said. 
I am the God of your father, Abraham. Do not be afraid for I am with you. So he's encouraging him along because he just went through some rough times there. They could be extremely heartbreaking and rough. I will bless you and will increase the number of your descendants for the sake of my servant Abraham. Now, remember, he said this to him in the beginning when he said, don't go to Egypt. I want you to go where I lead you. Isaac built an altar there and called on the name of the Lord. There he pitched his tent and there his servants dug a well. So you see um, that God blessed him and Abraham showed his gratitude to God uh, by um, building an altar there. And we too should show our gratitude to the Lord always. So let's go to our points here. Point number one. Have you ever felt like as soon as you began to make progress and prosperity that the haters come along to try to destroy what you've achieved? It's like you take one step forward and two to ten backwards. Well, I have good news for you. God will make room for you no matter what someone does to try to stop you or to stop you from progressing. This is what happened to Isaac. God provided him a hundred Fold, even when his enemies stopped up his wells. During those days, stopping up someone's wells was one of the most serious crimes in the land. It was an act of war. Water was as precious as gold. But Isaac decided to move on in peace. Now let's look at the names that he called them. I'll give you a description of each one. He named the first one Essek. These wells that they, you know, he dug, dug, he dug them, uh, reopened them. No, these were some he had his servants to dig up or to dig. And the first one he named Essek, which meant dispute. Because he had gotten into a dispute. Well, the men did because they were jealous of him. The second, Sitna means opposition. So he went through opposition. They had filled that well with dirt. And it is this is not some small feat. I, I mean, we read through it and it seems like, oh yeah, okay. No, digging up a well takes time. Back in those days, people would literally even lock their wells uh, because they were so extremely important and necessary for survival. And for them to fill them with dirt, he had every right. Uh, Some people would kill over that, but he did not do it. He continued on. And the last one, Rehoboth, means room. There is room for you. Always remember that when all hell breaks loose, uh, breaks out against you out of jealousy. And listen. Jealousy, I'm going to share with you what it is and, you know, in my um, in my notes uh, where it talks a little bit about that, how serious uh, jealousy is. And um, it says, let me let me find it here in my notes. Yeah, that that jealousy is a divider. Uh, so God kept his promise to to bless Isaac. The neighboring Philistines grew jealous because everything Isaac did seemed to go right. So they filled his wells with dirt and tried to get rid of him. Jealousy is a dividing force strong enough to tear apart the mightiest of nations or the closest of friends. 
it forces you to separate yourself from what you were longing for in the first place. When you find yourself becoming jealous of others, try thanking God for their good fortune before striking out in anger. Consider what you could lose, a friend, a job, a spouse. That's how serious jealousy is. And so when jealousy, it will break out sometimes against you. Don't be surprised. But God will make room for you to flourish. Point number two. When you focus on what God will have you to do, you won't quit when things get rough because you know he is with you and he will provide for you every step of the way, even if it's different from what you're used to. Continue to trust the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and he will provide for you and deal with your enemies. Pray for those who despitefully use you. Don't do like do like Isaac. Be at peace. And listen, God will allow uh, doors to be shut. He will allow holes to be filled back up with wells to be filled back up with dirt. Because during this time, we see that those the first one meant, meant dispute, the second one meant, meant opposition. You know what? God needed to grow Isaac up, mature him even more, even though he was mature. But there were areas, you, as you can see, he still had some fear because he lied and said that his wife was his sister. So there was still some fearful areas there. So God, just like he did with Isaac, he works on conditioning us and helping us to grow in areas. None of us uh, are 100% there yet until we're with the Lord. But that doesn't mean we don't stop growing. We're continuing to grow in the Lord. So always remember that. There there may be, now that maybe you've served the Lord for several years now, you know, your areas that need to be uh, grown up or matured or, you know, are deeper than those that you can see, like maybe some people um, have a problem with cussing all the time. Well, you may have had that problem. You were delivered from that through the word of God and, and you no longer do that. You know, you may be 10 years in, but it's not even based upon years, how many years you've been saved, but it depends on how deeply you studied or how deeply you, uh, uh, grabbed hold, hold of the word and applied it to your life. There's some people that may have been saved 10, 10 years and you two years and you're much further along spiritually than they are because you've chosen to grow. You've chosen to dig in and learn more about what God would have for you as opposed to the other person for 10 years. Maybe they go to church every now and then. Maybe, you know, they don't pay their tithes. You know, maybe they uh, they're saved, but they might just, you know, do just enough to get by. So, you know, that's the difference. And God will allow us to go through some hard times so that we can become more mature. I remember a couple of years ago, actually, I think it was last year, um, I had reapplied for the first grant we got when we started T-Zone. And I called them before I applied because they said you would have had to have been in business for two years first. 
And the first year I applied um, with another company, uh, my old job, uh, my director uh, was our, um, oh, I'm trying to think of the name of it, but almost like a co-signer. And uh, so I decided, you know, because we didn't have our 501c3 at the time, and so now at that time, last year, we had our 501C and I wanted to uh, do it on our own. And they said, oh, yeah, you can apply even though you don't have the two years in yet. I wrote up the grant, did it exactly, did all the paperwork, submitted it, and they denied it. And I called the person and or emailed them and said, hey, you told me I could submit it with it. Oh, no, you 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 can't. Well, uh, then I asked another question. They said, well, if you get uh, the Center for Conflict Resolution to, you know, be, um, you know, your your co-signer, uh, your benefactor again, then you can apply. And I said, OK. So I talked to uh, the director who I know well, and she's been extremely helpful. And uh, she said, sure, we'll we'll do it. And so they said, OK, go ahead and reapply. <laughs> So uh, I did, and I said, now, I don't have uh, my, um, you you have to have uh, with your, oh, uh, with um, your bookkeeping and all of that, I would have needed to have like a two-year um, evaluation and uh, trying to think of the exact name for that. But anyway, would have had to have that done, and that actual process cost thousands of dollars to get it done. And so they said, no, you're fine. You can just submit it. So I did. And they denied me again after doing all the extra work, getting all the information from uh, my old job, submitting that. And they said, no, because, you know, you haven't had uh, the accounting piece done uh you know, having a financial audit. That's what it is. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You didn't get a financial audit. And and I said, well, I can't afford to get a financial audit. It's like $5,000 and it hasn't even been two years yet. So typically you don't need, well, no, you can't. And so I, I said, I sent a letter, uh, an email to, you know, someone else. And I asked, who can I send it to? And it was, you know, the director and sent that. And, and they they spoke to me and said, well, we we... We would have let you do it, but we, we're not going to allow you to do it for whatever reason. And the Lord said, move on, move on. I have other doors I'm going to open for you. But it was so frustrating. And I am so grateful to God that I kept the peace. I did not down the people. I did not talk bad about them or to them. I trusted God. And God led me a total opposite way. Remember, he said to Isaac, go where I lead you. God led me in a totally opposite direction as it pertained to grantors. And uh, doors began to open and they did not treat me that way. They did not require those things. They didn't even require as much paperwork as the they did. And uh, the the first one that I applied for was based upon uh, reimbursement style. So I would have had to have money in advance to even get the grant because I would have to spend my own money first and then send in receipts to get reimbursed. And this company or organization was uh, known notorious 
for getting your reimbursement money back to you extremely late. It would take months. And so I knew I could not be sustainable doing that because we didn't have the money. And this, the other organizations that the Lord led us to, to apply for grants, they did not require it to be reimbursement. They immediately put the money into our account so that we could begin functioning and doing the work that God had given us to do. And I am so grateful. And I too honor God just as Isaac did, because not just because of what he's done for uh, for me, but because of who he is and how great he is. And of course, being thankful for what he has done for me and for you. Think about what God is doing in your life. Even when it can be rough, don't quit. Continue to press on because God has great things for you. He's going to flourish you in areas that you would not have ever imagined. He is no respecter of persons. So what he does for one, he'll do for others. It's all about us yielding to his will and being obedient. Now, if you don't know Jesus, this is your day. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory be to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E-B like boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on TZoneKC.org to learn more about what we're doing with our youth, teaching them these amazing life skills and workforce and entrepreneurship and and peer mediation and human and sex trafficking awareness along with DIY projects, teaching them small household repairs. And we are so eternally grateful to each and every one of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all that you do for us. We are appreciative. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.